everyone. It's another episode of Waterproof Records. It feels like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't been because I've been spacing out the shows, dropping them just gradually as we go because, you know, it gets tough. We got a lot of things going on. and uh, But I'm excited because this is one of those episodes where I'm not alone. I have company. I don't have to sit here and stare just at the camera and talk to you. I, guys, I'm so thrilled because I was saying to my guest before the show, I was saying, really, because the miracle of TikTok, I have all of this has come together, and it's uh, through that same crazy app that I have been connected to this man right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Waterproof Records, Tim David Kelly, a.k.a. Kicking Harold. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, there he is. Now we can get in to the conversations and questions from the moment he got here. I've just been like, I want to know everything. I want to talk about everything, but we weren't rolling yet. And I was like, let's not, let's not waste it. It's, it's, it's podcast gold. It's like they used to say Letterman wouldn't talk to people between the interviews. Right. You sit there all awkward yeah, with you, the actors. You have to <laughs> because all the good stuff. But yeah. before we get into it, let me read right. my, let me read my blurb here. Do it. Today's episode is recorded at Believe Limited in Silver Lake, California. Believe specializes in entertainment that affects change and is responsible for various forms of content, including feature films, documentaries, and podcasts, much like this one. You can check out their work at BelieveLTD.com. Believe Limited, we do special things. It's very cool here. It is, isn't I endor- it? I endorse them. Yes, you endorse it. You believe in Believe. I believe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I believe. I believe whenever I whenever I hear the word believe, I think of um, Polar Express. I don't know if you've ever seen the Polar I Express. I never saw it. It's not great, <laughs> but I'm a father of two children, and yeah. and you end up having to watch it during the holidays. And there's this there's this moment in the, where the kid in the movie just goes like, it's very awkwardly delivered. He's like, I believe. I believe <laughs> it's, it's kind of Christopher Walken a little bit. Yes. I believe. I believe this watch up my ass. Uh, my ass. <laughs> yes. Well, Kicking Harold is here himself. This I am is, not Hootie. I'm I, not Harold. You're not. Yeah, I'm Tim. You're Tim. <laughs> I know. Do you get called Harold mistakenly because of the band name? No, everybody. Thank name? God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was bad enough we called it Kicking Harold to start with because yeah. I've explained that name for 30 years now. Well, you're, you're about to explain it again because my first question out of, the, uh, out of the gate is, who's Harold and why are we kicking the shit out of him? Well, my standard answer is he knows what he did. Okay, he knows what he yeah. did. But um, when we first started back in 94, okay, we had some photos done. Okay. And uh, the photographer had a dog named Harold. So we were taking these photographs and we didn't have a name yet, so he had this dog running around and he kept getting into the shot. So the photographer said like a thousand times, kick Harold, kick Harold out of the shot to his assistant, kick Harold out of the shot, kick Harold out of the shot. And then after one of our friends was hanging with us, goes, you should call the band kicking Harold, dude. We were like, that's cool. It sounds like smashing pumpkins. We're in. <laughs> and that was all the thought we put into it. And here I am like saying the same thing over and over again. And everyone's like, you didn't really kick a dog. It's like, no, 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 no. Harold never got kicked. And never he's probably kicked. gone now. He was a lab. So yeah, long gone. Yeah, 94. He's not RIP Harold. Oh man. He didn't get kicked. No, but I, no. I, I love the connection to the pumpkins. Yeah. It's like, it's like a action plus a, you know, a noun. It's like, you know, smashing yeah. pumpkin, kicking Harold. There yeah. you go. Right. There. There's a lot of ing yeah. things bands. Yeah. Like we kind of ripped off the smashing pumpkins name and yeah. then there's been bands after us that I'm like, Hey, Hey. Hey, you're you're ripping us off. Yeah. Is what you're doing. Yeah. Well, you said you started in '94, so this is this has been your whole adult life, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I was 25 when I started the band, and yeah. 27 when we got our record deal, and then wow, in my 30s when we got spit out the other side of the record deal. Yeah, it, it was like the Matrix. You come out of it like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? I thought I was gonna be famous. <laughs> right. The fuck. I know. Well, you you, I if I read correctly, you're. First album, you got signed by MCA for the in 1995 for Ugly and Festering. That was your debut yeah. record. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a long, convoluted, fun story. But we that's what the podcast. That's is what for. it's for. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, we um we started out and just decided to do a band for fun. I did because I had been yeah. I had spent maybe 
five, seven years before that, trying to get signed with a band back in the hair metal days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when Nirvana hit and that separation happened, I was part of the people that said, I'm going that way. You know, right, I, right, I'm, right. I'm following this. This is cool. I like this better. Yeah. And I started over, and I found the only musicians that were left in L.A. from my friends from Arizona, where I grew up. And um, we just recorded for fun. Like, we went in and did a, a, a four-track demo, you know, yeah. on cassette and released a cassette. With, we made, like, 50 of them. I love and it. And then, dude, after seven years of trying, we played our first real gig at the Coconut Teaser on Sunset and got uh, a record deal. See, that's amazing. The first, the guy gave me a card, and it was an independent label. Yeah. We kind of stepped up from that to the MCA. They came in later on. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, it just showed me, and it gave me a big lesson in life, that once you kind of don't look at the goal and just do the art. Yeah. You do better art and people respond better. Yeah. Because you're not trying to please anyone or like, we need to do this or we need to fire this guy to get a deal or we need to, yeah. your hair's wrong or, you know, whatever, totally. whatever it is. You know? Totally. We were just having fun and all of us were like, what? Yeah. It happened? Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And it, 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 not to make this about me, but- Do it. But- It's your podcast. Man. Uh, I guess you're right. But it, <laughs> that, that is probably one of the greatest lessons I learned and it took me until my 40s to even understand, which is- you know, I moved to L.A. because I wanted to be an actor. Mm -hmm. That's what I came here for. And for most of my life, I've had odd jobs and kind of meandered through and tried a million different things. But I wanted it so bad. Yeah. I wanted it so bad that um, I worked incredibly hard to make things and, 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 and collaborate with friends and partners and whatnot. And it was right before the pandemic that I gave up. <laughs> I gave up. I literally, I we we had just moved into this you know house that we were renting, and I was with my wife, my boys, and I have had a good job. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I'm not. I don't. I don't thirst after it. I don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I made a TikTok, <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything that I was doing that is leading me to where I am, talking to you, living this life of 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 uh, consuming music, sharing music, and entertaining it. It all came from a place where I wasn't asking for anything. I was just having fun and yeah. enjoying that part. And so your story was the same. It was like, I want it, I want it, I want it. And in the moment you let go, yeah. it comes. And just follow your muse and yeah. just do what you feel like doing. Yeah. yeah. And it so happens, you it, know? It does. It, it was cool. It was, I mean, it, it's. I suggest it. Yeah. I highly, I <laughs> if highly. You're a, you're a musician. I suggest once trying to get a record deal, yeah, and then yeah. and being very careful what, yeah. what you sign. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because I mean, I like being indie now better, yeah, than I did then. Yeah. But but having the machine behind you is a whole different animal. I can imagine. And, and you realize like, oh, oh, that's how things happen. Right. That's how you get on this, or yeah, you know, it just the doors open when you're the green light act. Yeah, you know? they 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 make the calls. They set up the gig. You don't you don't have to spend all of your time doing all that legwork to then be creative. And so that's the benefit of that. But yeah. now you're in control of it entirely, which has got its own benefits to it as 100%, well. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I love it now. It's, it's fun. And it's, it's kind of interesting. Kicking Harold has morphed from a band band where it's just guys who got into a room and jammed mm -hmm. into a solo project. So like, I'm more now like a, like Dave Grohl on his first gig or, yeah. you know, Lenny Kravitz. I just go in there and just do everything myself. Yeah. But it wasn't an intentional thing. It just happened by mistake because I was music producing for other artists. Yeah. And then I um, I just started making demos. Yeah. Thinking, oh, well, I'll get a band together and we'll record these. And then I would listen to the finished demo and go, I like this. I don't want to change this. <laughs> as it is, right? It yeah. sounded good. Yeah. And as long as I got what I wanted and everyone else had left, you know, like through the years, like after a while, everyone's like, I can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm like going up the hill still, you know. Yeah. My friend and I always joke about, you know, like rock soldiers, like never give up, never surrender. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Never surrender. <laughs> never <man>. surrender. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. It exploded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so growing up, uh, where did you grow up, by the way? Where's your, where's home? Um, I call Tucson, Arizona home because I lived okay. there from like 10 years and I went through high school there. So, yeah. Okay. But I was born in Canada. 
Okay. To Americans. That's so, why you're so cool. Canadians <laughs> are always the coolest. They're was, always cool. Well, I guess it's in the DNA, right? Yeah. You were born there, but yeah. um, I'm technically an American. I have okay. an American passport and right. a Canadian birth certificate, at, so I at, can run up there probably anytime I need to. It's better to claim uh, being Canadian right now, I think, in this country. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I wish I could say what you're saying. I'd rather be like, I am not an American. I am a Canadian. Yeah. Um, just, no, I am proudly an American. But, yeah, uh, but I, know. I, I would. I, know. I would love to go up there at some point. I mean, I've visited all the major cities. Yeah. I think Vancouver is my favorite one. Yeah. But, but, but Tucson is what feels like home. Oh yeah. I, I feel like, uh, are Jimmy world from Tucson, Arizona or are they from Phoenix? Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They were the talk of the town. Talk of the town of Phoenix over there. Yeah. yeah. When we were growing up there, the big band that was happening while we were there was gin blossoms. Gin blossoms. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were huge. Yeah. We were like, we were like, Oh my God, they're from Phoenix. You yeah. Know? That's amazing. Yeah. And that's... Alice Cooper lives in Phoenix and, yeah. It's funny to think of Alice Cooper in Phoenix. I don't know why. Just because I think of him sweating. He likes to golf. Yeah, that's right. He's such a he's such a juxtaposition of a person, right? He's like got that rock and roll style. And then when you see him in interviews, it's like... He's like your grandpa. Yeah, he's, he's like your he's grandpa. He's totally a nice yeah. guy. I met him at a 7-Eleven. Oh, of course you in did. In Hollywood. Of course you did. I was in line and he was yeah. in front of me. Amazing. And I just tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, what's up, Alice? He's like, hey, man. Hey man, I didn't I didn't know what to say to him. Yeah. I was just like I told my friend, "Fucking hey, I saw Alice Cooper, Seven <laughs> Eleven. I saw Alice Cooper in a Seven Eleven. I know, I love it. I should have got something signed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What do you have him sign? A Slurpee, you know? <laughs> um, a Twix. Yeah, Charleston Chew. Um, so you're growing up in Tucson for the most part, and so you decide you're going to play guitar. Is that the first? Is that the first instrument you reach for? Yes. Okay. Yes. When I was fourteen or fifteen, my best friend. Yeah. Said, I'm starting in a band with Mike, this other guy from our school. Yeah. And I was like, a band? Because he could play guitar. And immediately I felt myself being left behind. Yes. Right, so it, right. Yeah. I'm going to be out of the friend group. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So I, I said to my friend, I said, will you teach me? And then yeah. he taught me how to play guitar. And then, I mean, that was like 15. And by 16, I was doing four sets a night of covers in the local bar. So really? we were just on it. You, know? you just went after it. Once we wanted it. Yeah. We were just like, this is it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What, who was the guitarist that you heard or the band that you heard at that time in your life that you were like, I want to play like that guitarist? I, I always wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. Oh. I mean, I even went to the hair salon and took his picture, and I have, I have pictures of myself looking exactly like him with the big bouffant badass Amazing. hair and the bangs and everything. Amazing. But um, I couldn't do it. I mean, that guy, just unbelievable. His his guitar playing was so unbelievable. It's insane. I it's learned insane. really fast when I was younger. There was the guys that just had that gene of wanting to oh, all day shred. long. Yeah. And I was like, I'd rather just play the chords and write the songs. So I, yeah. I figured if I, I would write the songs, I can yeah. play a lead and I can bang out a lead, but I'm definitely not a virtuoso at all. But yeah. um, I, I like being the rhythm guy, yeah. basically. And when Alternative came out, it was like a miracle. Totally, like, because the then solos, solos were... are not cool to do uh, those solos. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Dude, two things happened. When when it came out, yeah. two reasons why I wanted to do it. One, I struggled my whole younger life with how high shit is to yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Because oh. I, I, mean, I have it like a two octave range, but it's, my, it's a tenor, but it's just barely high enough to hit the high notes. Yeah. So when Grunge came out and I heard like Nirvana and, and like Soundgarden these... and they were they were tuned to full step down and then drop C, I was yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. And, and then the solos were like just nah, singing the melodies and you totally. can just do a couple of licks you knew. And Noodling. I'm like, I'm in. That's the I can solo. do that. Yeah. You know, you, you know it's, you're like, I can do that. Totally. And it was the same feeling I had when I saw the kids playing metal when I was younger. It's like, I can play Living After Midnight. It's just like, let's make a band. That's it. That's all I need. Yes. These three chords. I got my guitar when I, when I got it, I was, um, I was, I think it was Christmas 12, 13, right around that time. And I was getting it because I was into Metallica and I wanted to play like Kirk Hammett. And very early on, I realized I just, you know, look, I had the, I had guitar world out with, you know, fade to black. I had the tabs in front of me and I could learn sections and I would sit there and I would play like, you know, or Megadeth, uh, tornado of souls. And I would be able to get the riff down, but when it got to the solos, I could get like sections. But if somebody was like, start to finish. I was just like, I cannot freeze up. I was like, I cannot shred like these guys. I was like, I don't know how they do it. And I was relieved yeah. because of the alternative music scene. I was like, oh, there's so much less less pressure. And learning more bluesy styles like you heard in Pearl Jam and whatnot, I was like, that's a little bit more accessible because I yeah. can I can bend all day. But but these yeah. I was like, 
but that is deceptive. Mike McCready is, is a monster. He is a monster guitar player. player. He is. He the is king absolutely. of the wah. Yeah, absolutely. I love him. It was deceptive. Yeah, you could fake it yeah. better. I guess you could say I could yeah. fake it better. The people that were great, and the thing I loved in the '90s were the guys yeah. that you knew were the shredders in the eighties and they were hiding it mm-hmm. like Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy Corgan is a shredder. You can tell he's a shredder. Yeah. I mean, you saw, did you see the rush documentary where he talked about yes. learning 2112 yes. front to back? Yeah, yeah. I was like, aha, the guy. Can, aha! Yes. Just like Prince who hid yeah. oftentimes how amazing of a shredder. Yes. He was. Yes. yes. Those yes. guys were really, really, really like, wow. Yeah. Virtuoso. And you know who else is one who never shows in his band until recently is Rivers Cuomo. Really? I he, don't think I've seen him really kind of take control of when, that. When I was in my, my hair band, yeah, his bands were playing on the strip at the same time. Really? So he was one of those guys. Yeah. And I remember like these friends I knew, when Weezer came out, they were just like, that's Rivers. Like they didn't even realize that he had gotten famous and that he cut his hair off. I mean, have you seen the picture of him he put out where he's like in the 80s and he's got like the Olin Mills yeah. photograph? Yeah. He's I got the big it. hair. and Yeah. I mean, he was a full metal guy, and that's why he's doing Van Weezer. He loves that yeah, stuff. He's bringing it back. And he's super talented. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to know, what was your hair band's name? The hair, you, was, you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Rosie Coyote. <laughs> Rosie Coyote? Yeah. Yes. We were named after a hot sauce. <laughs> Cause that our, is perfect. Our, our bass player was a designer, and yeah. he did a logo for Rosie Coyote Hot Sauce, and, yeah. the, and the company never came out with it. So we're like, that's a badass name. Yeah. I like it. I actually think it's yeah. kind of fun. Rosie we, Coyote. I got really lucky yeah. in one sense because that band went so got so close to the point of actually making it. Like right. we had we had Bobby Doll from Poison as our manager. Really? We were our demo was produced by Butch Walker. I know Butch Walker. Yeah. I've worked with him before. Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah. Butch is salt of the earth. I, yeah. I knew him when he was in South Gang because Rosie yeah. Coyote and South Gang had the same manager. So we used to all party together all that's the time. That's crazy. So, I mean, he, he's like like a war buddy. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I never see him. Every once in a while I text him. I'm all, I like the Weezer album. He's like, thanks, dude. You know, Thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks, dude. But, totally. But, yeah, but we got right up to that point and then Nirvana hit. So I'm thinking, now I look back, I'm like, thank God. Right. Because I, I like this kind of music so much better. Not that yeah. the other stuff wasn't fun, but I would not want to have been like, hey, you're in you're in X band. I'm not going to say any names. Like, yeah. But, you know, you're in some band where you're like, yeah, I was in that band. Yeah, totally. It, it was I was like you that the yeah. shift, I went the other way. I, I And now, for nostalgic reasons, I, I go back and I listen to some of the hair bands, the metal bands. It's fun. But the longer, the, the 90s alternative is what stayed with me. And that was like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I do love, um, I really got into metal, too. I was really into Metallica and Megadeth and Testament and Pantera and all those guys. Thrash. And, and thrash, yeah. Metal thrash. You were <laughs> the one, actually, um, the show that I did here on Alice in Chains Dirt. I had just seen your TikTok where you were talking about how aspects of facelift were like metal, oh, yeah. like metal and grunge. And I hadn't really looked at it that way. And yeah. I, I, I 100% igno- I talked about that on that episode because I was like, I hadn't really put it together. But given the time that it was coming out and grunge wasn't really well defined, there's so many riffs and stuff on that album that you go, that's metal. They were metal. I mean, yeah. and before they got signed, if you look at their early videos, they were like hair metal. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had that in their DNA, like they cut their teeth doing that stuff. Yeah. And then, then they progressed into other stuff and Jerry figured all this stuff out and kind of invented it really. Yeah. And, but the other thing about Jerry Cantrell is I did another video. I don't know if you saw that one, but he he has this quality that's very Stevie Ray Vaughan blues, like on the Man in the Box solo. Yes, he does. And I played this solo. I played the solo in my car on the video and yeah. just said, everybody listen to this and just picture Stevie Ray Vaughan do it. And people were like, like yeah. I've never noticed that before. Like when he does that. So bluesy. Dang. Totally. He's, he's, so he's covering all the bases. I mean, he's from Oklahoma, right? Like somewhere around there. Is that where Jerry's from originally? I, I think so. That's my home state. Yeah. So I didn't even, I didn't even that. know you that. Holy best shit. I should be hanging out with Jerry Cantrell too. I only know this stuff because he's a friend of a friend. So I've, yeah. I've met him like twice, I think. I played foosball with him once. Wow. So that's Foosball with Cantrell. Yeah. Did you let him win? No, he won. He was he was very competitive. <laughs> he, he didn't let me win. No, but he's a super cool guy. Yeah, this yeah. amazing guy, and and just the talent that he was able to. I don't know if they did it on purpose. They were kids, so they yeah. probably weren't thinking about it. Right. But if you analyze it from like a musicologist point of view, yeah, it's like he was one foot in metal with the riffs. He had a bluesy aspect going on here, and then he went into space with the vocals, him and Lane, like yes. things that no one had done before. Like totally. we're going to do these harmonies, these harmonies that no one. We were like, "What is that?" Yeah. And it was kind of like Journey only evil, right? Yeah, 
You know? I, I always say, I said yeah. on my last show, I, I gave the wrong example because I realized after I said it, I was like, what I meant to say was like a minor key Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's like these these harmonies of these two vocalists together, but it's like, ee. Yeah, he's doing like fourths and sixths. And totally. you're, you're like, what? And I don't even know how you would sing the harmony of like a, that those. like It's the, tough. Yeah. So those guys were just on it. And yeah. I love, I love that stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. But we're not here to talk about Allison Chains. We're here to talk about Kicking Yeah, Girl. what else do you want to know? Well, I want to know. Tons, I got 30 years of stories. Man. I know I know you do. And I, I guess before we get into, so if for those uh, who are not familiar with your band, yes, um, I would say the biggest breakout hit for you guys is probably the fact that o- Overholland picked up the mm-hmm. song Gasoline. Yes. So TLC, TV show about cars, picked up the song Gasoline. I am gasoline. Exactly. That's the song. Yes. And it played on there for nine seasons. And so that makes that track really recognizable. So if you say Kicking Herald and then you show them that, they're like, right. Yeah, we're the the kind of band where one step from recognition. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, who? And they go, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I'm so grateful to have that. Yeah. When did that happen? When When did they pick it up? It happened in 2002. Great. Right. And it actually kind of revived the band, you know, yeah. because it was an accident. Yeah. We had a we had a friend who was doing the show title. Right. So his job, his company, Big Machine, was to do those animations at the beginning. Right. And our drummer gave him our C D just because we had just done it on our own for fun. Sure. And he um he he tells a story. I don't know if this is true, but it's a great story. He said he was he was driving to Vegas trying to find a track for this thing. And listening to all these submissions and just a bunch of like burnt CDs and stuff. And he had the window open and the sunroof open. And he would listen and go, nope, and throw them out the top. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And we were just like, what about the cars behind you? You know. So I don't know if that's true. Steve, you can it, tell me sometime if that's it's true. It's a great visual, though. Yeah. I hope it is yeah. true. Yeah. So he, he landed on our album and he said, yeah. well, there, it's my buddy, so he'll yeah. check it out. And then he liked gasoline. Yeah. He put it into the intro as a temp track. Oh, okay. Just to build it. Yeah. And he showed it to the show and they were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then they aired it, but someone at the show forgot to give me the paperwork. <laughs> so it aired without me signing anything. So I was all, aha. <laughs> that is unbelievable all, that that happened. I want $10 million. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we, it was, so they were just so excited about it. It happened. It and just, then, ha- they just air the show and they didn't even get it all squared away. And then yeah. you're locked in now. Yeah. And for the people that don't know, when you, when you get a licensing gig, you yeah. sign a master contract for the recording and a, a, a sync license for the actual, like whoever owns the publishing. Right. Right. And since I owned all of them, it was just me, but I was cool with them. And I got, I actually got a better deal on the back end. So that's great. Like, like they did this thing where normally they would want to grab all the, like not all the publishing, but they would grab a big amount of the publishing and, and they were trying to get put on as a songwriter, which is very yeah. common. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm fine with the publishing. You're giving right. me an opportunity, but I never, I never want to give somebody credit for writing something that they didn't write. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I got a better deal on it and they, and it was the best thing that ever happened. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Like, that song came out 20 years ago this year. Wow. And it still gets 50,000 streams a month. That's incredible. It's our biggest song by far. By far, yeah. And it, it, that's with no promotion, just like organic. People just like yeah. it. They heard it on the show, they download it, and they play it. And we play live. It's like a really fun yeah, song. Yeah, people get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so it, I can't even imagine, because on, on the level of what a hit is, you know, in yeah, life, yeah. it is so low. It's like probably the lowest you can be because we weren't signed, and it wasn't really on the radio. Right. But TV has a power that radio doesn't have sometimes. Sure, sure. So it's just cool to have. I mean, if it wasn't for that, it would be like, you know, who you know that just like i remember that album from the 90s because we have some fans from way back because we were on the radio back then but gasoline definitely like saved our bacon you know that's the thing about temp songs i uh in the the movies and web series stuff that i worked on you'd be editing something and the director or somebody would put in a temp song and that's the danger because they would put in like a a popular song for a scene or a montage and everybody who's watching like falls in love with the temp song. And then you have the problem of we can't afford to get that. We can't, I can't get that song in there. And then you have to write something or have a composer come up with something that's like a a, a rough equivalent, but it's never quite the same. So I love that they put it in there because it just fit. It just fit. They were like, this is the song. Yeah. I mean, my theory is that Steve gave it to him 
like, here's an example, and they just ran with it. They ran with it. They didn't yeah. even realize that, like, oh, where's, you know, Jim should have done the paperwork. Right, right. I just had fun with it, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's I've noticed, you know, obviously, if you listen to um, Kicking Harold's music, there are a lot of connections to cars and driving and speed and that, that kind of energy. Is that something that has always been a big part of your life, just this kind of, like, you know, Drifting, overhauling, like, yeah? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, really? I mean, I do love cars. Yeah. But I, I'm i kind of like a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Yeah. So when Gasoline happened, which, by the way, it's the biggest car song ever that's not about cars. Oh, tell, do tell. It's it's a song about burning bridges. Oh. I'm gasoline and matches. I burn everything to I turn everything to ashes. I'm burning, but I'm learning like I fucked up. Oh. And, and the whole song is basically about I had a group of friends that kind of just ghosted me, and I was so oh. upset about it. I there wrote you a, go. I wrote about that situation, and just gasoline was a cool metaphor. Yeah. And now it's like, that's my favorite car song. It's like, cool. Cool. Well, see, I'm not a lyrics guy. I'm a, a music guy. Yeah. I, I made a TikTok about that, which is I can listen to a song for years, and I rarely know what even the hell they're talking about. I do sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, if you're listening to like a Leonard Cohen song, you're going to sit down and read the poetry. And like be you like, do. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, what's this guy talking about? Like, I do. I do. <laughs> but but you, you, there's a lot of things that you, that I will listen to for years, even pumpkin songs. And they'll be like, oh, I really love that one thing that he says there because it means this. And I'm like... Is that what he says there? You know, because I I hear the song, and so when I hear gasoline, I'm like, it has that energy behind it, it of does. this of this because I drive a Dodge Challenger, and that's the kind of song that I want to roll down my windows, yeah. and I just want to be like, you know, it works perfect for it. it that's does. why it's so cool. And they only used the beginning, so they didn't really get into the what the actual lyrics yeah, are. So, so. I, I mean, I like that, and I think that why that song resonated with people. Yeah. If you want to get like deep about things, is because I was really sincerely mad. Yeah. So that song came from a place As you of should anger. be. Well, I was. I was yeah, upset and I was mad about the situation. And, and and when you write something from that, you know, pure point of view, like fuck you. Yeah. I'm gasoline. I'm history. I'm gone. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. 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 You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just it works. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm going to present now to the audience the people <laughs> who watch. Some just listen and they don't watch, but I am holding right here a collector's item. This right here. Yeah is my Kicking Herald vinyl that has been signed Woo. by Tim himself right there. Look at this. You rock. It's got a signature on it. And there's <laughs> not a lot of these, right? There was only however many that you printed up? 100. 100. Yeah. Suck it, guys. It. <laughs> it was it was a Kickstarter I did. I had this. It was yeah. part of my like bucket list project during yeah. the pandemic. I said, I want to be I, on vinyl. I want to do vinyl. So I did a Kickstarter, and then I, I kind of did a focus group with all the hardcore fans, and they yeah. sent me in what songs they wanted. And, yeah. and then I sequenced it and printed them up and when i was done there was like 30 left so when tiktok blew up a you were like bit, blew I, up yeah, yeah compared to you mr yeah. 200,000 followers oh, yeah. woo! <laughs> i'm a little teeny cat you'll be there in no time i'm climbing up you'll be there in no time <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i made them and i had a few left over and dude the power of tiktok has been incredible it, it is like, it's I'll remarkable just, yeah and i'll just I'll just talk, I mean, because I talk about music for fun, and then yeah. I, I talk about Kicking Harold because it's part of, it's the name of the page. Yeah. And then I'll just mention, like, I have this. If you want it, go to the website. And this is like, boom, people go there and order. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah, when I saw it, yeah. when I saw that video, I was like, I have to get this. Because I, um, I'm, I'm sure that most musicians... Um, the idea of being on vinyl, I think that the consumer may not understand that that's, that's, a, that's a process and only going to be supported if you've got a lot of like label support or money behind you. It's not easy to have your album put on vinyl because there's probably a, a loss ratio in terms of like them being printed up and however oh, many sell. 100%. Right? 100%. Yeah, it's like I think three or four grand for 100 I mean, exactly. And so you have to sell them for thirty bucks, or I mean, yeah. you can get le- you can get deals, but yeah, but still, so so yeah. there's a lot of artists that that people are like, why don't they have that on vinyl? And I'm like, well, because it's not easy to convince yeah. everybody involved that it's going to be worth the investment because yeah. only music nerds are buying records, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Although it's, it's coming back, it's really coming back, and it's, it's coming, coming back. back like with such a vengeance that what's happening now is all the manufacturers are backed up for like almost a year. Really? So if I wanted to print that right now, it would take me like. 10, 12 months to get it to done. do it. Yeah. And then they're putting like now the major labels know, oh, there's money in this. Yeah. So all of a sudden these manufacturing companies will put, you know, Adele to the front of the line. Yeah. Of course. Print up, print up a million of those. Of course. And all of us little indie guys are like, whatever. I mean, I, I was telling my wife the other day, if I had the beans to do it, I would, I would start a record plant. Yeah. Really? Like, um, like, uh, who did that? I was just thinking about the other day. I can't 
think of the name. Yeah. Oh, from the White Stripes. Jack oh, White. Jack, Wh- Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. Jack That's one of those Jacks. Yeah, one of them. But he has his own record plant. He does. Yeah. He does. And um, I've seen the videos of of like somebody coming in there and pressing the record. It's so cool. It's and, really and cool. So cool. And, and a dream of mine, a dream of mine, maybe you'll uh, be a part of it in some way. Um, I My dream is to open um, a record store called Waterproof Records that is a, mm. that is a record store slash brewery. Oh, my God. And so the idea being you could go in, hang out, have drinks, have a beer, and then there's a whole different section where you could go listen to records. And I, I, I like the idea of like there being almost like used library where you could just go in, plop down on a turntable, hang out with your friends in these little booths or something and jam out, listen to records, and then and then drink your beers or whatever, yeah. and like that's like a dream of mine to do that. Whether it's L.A. or you know wherever it would survive, but but uh, it would be great. It's yeah. totally. Got, would that be cool? Yeah, would that I mean, be fun. Yeah, and it's just a, you can have a DJ in there. And, totally, you have yeah. nights where there's live performance, and yeah. you have like you come by, and I think it would be cool too if at Waterproof Records you never knew when somebody was going to perform. So it was like people just show up and they're like, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe Tom Morello's rolling through tonight. Oh my God, I don't can you know. <laughs> I love Tom Morello. I do too. I do too. That was that was he was the guy who really changed my life on TikTok. So I got so excited today. Yeah, I thought I had a scoop because I was I was listening to ninety five point five as I was uh-huh. cruising around L A. Yeah. and this Rage song came on. Oh, are you? I know what you're gonna say. I never heard it, and yeah. I was like, Oh my god, it's new Rage. I was like, Fucking it, and I was getting ready to do my TikTok. The new, yeah. I heard the new Rage, and then I yeah. then I figured out what song it was and it was on one of their albums it was just a it was just a total deep track you just hadn't heard it before i had heard it but i didn't recognize it i was like damn it i love it i thought you were going to tell the story of just yesterday or the day before there was some radio station where a bunch of the staff got fired and somebody put on killing in the name of on repeat and locked the door oh i did hear about that like like over and over again (laughs) in rebellion that's like a college radio station thing. Totally. Dude, like, I'm going to do this. I can just see like the broom handle through the door and they're like, you better turn that racket yeah. off right, right. now. <laughs> I, I don't know why they don't do an album. I wish they would do an album. Oh, so, so I mean, because so. they're, they're obviously talking because they're touring. Yeah. So yeah. there's some disconnect there. Like what, maybe they're just don't want to mess with their legacy or yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I'm ready for it. I, I would, think, and there's not enough bands from that era left. I would love it. You know, we need. Music it. from that time. Yeah, we do. And yeah. I, but I feel like, you know, um, as we're witnessing, the music of the 90s is, is, is a, having a resurgence. And there's a lot yeah. of teenagers and young people that like they love that sound and bands that are coming out now that I'm like, wow, this sounds like it comes from, you know, the 90s. This has that sound. And even your newest album, you have great modern songwriting but it still harkens back to that that tone you have that you're a great tone you're like a tone lord thank you so you have much. good guitar tone like all the albums i was listening to is like killer riffs very riff driven band if you want to check out kicking herald you'll you'll notice right away you'll be like this has got riffs for days you i'm all I mean? about the riffs yeah I, i've been gravitated to i've gravitated towards riffs my whole life yeah just it, like if a crush. band has riffs and and hooks yeah I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the, like screamy. Like any yeah. any band that has the word core after it, metalcore. <laughs> if it's core, I'm I like. Li- I listen to all of it, but I. You hear know you. what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. I can course. appreciate it. I'm like, okay, I feel yeah. the energy. I yeah. love you, but yeah. I yeah. I, I, I need a little melody in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So even even bands like Metallica or even yeah. Slayer had melody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was all very just. You know. It was. They were very hooks. melodious. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. I, I have a funny story about this. Actually, I was playing it in the house. I was playing the record. Oh, fun. And it was just playing in my living room. And my youngest son, his name is Elliot. And we were listening to Evil Rock and Roll. And when you say, hell yeah, he thought you were saying Elliot. Elliot. That's fun. <laughs> he came out and he goes, is he saying my name? And I go, no, he's saying hell yeah. I'll do a version for him. Yeah, do a version. <laughs> I was like, well, I know. He was like, well, I, I'm going to make it. I'm going to believe that he's saying Elliot. And I was like, <laughs> you rock on with yourself. But um, you just released a new album just this I year. Did. Yeah. Darker Angels, right? Yep. And a cool cover. It's got this kind of angelic horns. What's the story behind that image? Um, it's a found image. I mean, okay. I, I found a photographer that had that image. And yeah. I, I, I'm the graphic artist, so I, you know. You do it all. I, yeah. Wear all I wear, the hats. I wear lots of hats. You do wear lots of hats. I like hats. hats. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just wanted to ha- find something that had to do with, because um, as when you do an album, which you probably know, you'll get to the point where you start listening to all of them and you'll see like a theme going through them. Sure. It's like the old saying of when 
um, Kurt Cobain heard Nevermind all the way through, and he said, I say gun a lot. <laughs> and then think what happened. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. It's so, true, like, it's, it's weird, true. Right? So, like, subconscious, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't really realize that I was, I was working through a lot of themes of anxiety and addiction yeah. and alcoholism and other people in my life that I had had to distance myself from. Yeah. So the darker angels are basically like that's addiction and all those different things. So when I was flipping through images and trying to find one, I saw that image Yeah. and I was just like, Oh, that's her. That's the darker angel. That's Cause I like that angel. title. So. Yeah. Cause it is a, it's a, I like the idea of a, a darker angel, this evil, but yet, you know, yes. this alluring, you know, drawing you in, but not, it's like your darks. You know, it's like yeah. the old mermaids that would sink the sailors. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the sirens. sirens. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So you you said you obviously have stories for days. So I mean, we could probably have like a three hour podcast talking about like Kicking Harold in terms of being on the road, bands that you came across with in in your time playing mm-hmm. live music in the studio. Do you have any kind of standout, like really great memories of? You know the band is up and running. It's the '90s, and you're 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 running along with some of these other people that we really love. Um, I do. I have a good story. I want to hear. I it. think it'll yeah. be up to you. <laughs> it'll be up to the audience. <laughs> I'll I'll love it. <laughs> well, back in that time period, yeah. When um, when you're on a label, what'll happen is you'll start getting played in a bunch of markets on different radio stations. Yeah. And then part of the payback to that radio station is you'll go there and you'll do a show for free. Yeah. So that's why you'll see like a radio show with like like the acoustic Christmas. Sure. Like the bands don't get paid for that. It's like they're like thank. It's like a thank you to the radio station. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They, 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 like all the and it's not you know it's not payola, but it's like if you spin our song, we'll let the band play for free. You know that wow. kind of thing. It's yeah. like there's all that kind of stuff. So. Oh, inter- yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone skirts the law. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. But um, we were we were playing a show in Phoenix. And it was all the all the bands that were on the station at the time we were on with our song "Kill You," which was yes, like, which was a hit it's on there. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was a genuine like B level yeah. across the country, and um, we played a big like called Sheds, like an outdoor arena. You uh-huh. know? And we played our set. There's a whole bunch of bands, but like we played our set, and then a bunch of bands were playing, and we were the first band that kind of got the people on the top to start moshing because we had a couple heavier riffs. You know, for alternative, yeah. we still had a, like more than most people. Yeah. And then the, the night went on, and then a couple bands later, Deftones came out. Wow. And they were on their first tour, too. Our albums came out exactly the same time. So like when yeah. we would go to the record store during the day, like when you show up in a city, to digress, when you show up in a city, you would pull into town, get your hotel. In the morning, you get up and do the morning show at the radio station. Right. Go to the Blockbuster Music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Play a show, sign CDs, and then do a show at night. So you basically were doing like three shows a day. Yeah. Like one for the radio, one for... Yeah. And so we would get to these places and it'd be like, coming next week, Deftones, or yeah. their poster with, you know, with the syringe on the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- adrenaline, right? Yeah. 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 I, think, I yeah. think that was the first Adrenaline, one. yeah. Yeah. It is. So they were just a new band in a van, just like us, yeah. just out there trying to make it happen. And the Deftones got up on stage and... I hadn't really heard them that much. I heard their album. I'm like, these guys are cool, like different. Yeah, yeah. For the time, even for the time, we're like, ooh, this is moody and dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. It's like Jack Black is moody yeah, yeah, and dark. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, they got on stage, and then the singer, after playing a few songs, he just very quietly, he was like, all you people up there, you don't need to be up there. You can come down here. Really? And like a switch went off, and this arena of like 10,000 people the pe- the people poured over the top went on top of came over the top of the soundboard ripped off the soundboard came down came up on stage pulled all the equipment out oh off the god. stage went up and pulled down the speakers oh my god and the concert was over typo negative didn't even get to play oh my god and i think the legend is that peter Steele punched the guy from Deftones in the face. Chino. So Peter yeah, Steele pump. I don't know if that's true. This that's is a just, legend. That's a legend. What town was this? The, Phoenix, this, Arizona. Phoenix, so and we Phoenix. were we were we were in our dressing room. We had just played to like because it's Phoenix. We're from Tucson. All our friends had come up. Yeah. And everyone's like, "There's a riot." We're like, "What do you mean there's a riot?" Oh my god. And so we, we're so like, "What the fuck?" And our yeah. tour manager was like, like an army guy. He's like, "Get in the van. <laughs> get in the van. And, we gotta and, get out of here." And he had he had a little like thing. He would listen to the the police calls like a scanner. Yeah. Uh huh. And we were listening, and it said. The mob is going down, uh, you know, Thunderbird Lane. Yeah, they Thunderbird. Turned, they turned left on whatever, and they were like, they had like drums in their arms and speakers. That is crazy. It was a full-on ride. I'm sure I, we had nothing to do with it because we were just like this baby band, sure, and we sure. just went on. 
but I can't even imagine the fallout from that afterwards right. from everybody. Right. Yeah. So that was an experience. That's my story for you. Deftones. Thank you so much. That is a great story. I just did my reaction to Deftones TikTok. That was literally the one I did this week was I did my own summer shove it. And uh, did you see it yet? Did you happen to see the video yet? I haven't seen it yet. Well, so all I was, I've been wanting to do that one forever, uh, which is. Oh, I did see it. It's where I'm breathing fire. Yes, out of my nose. I did. So I. I love those videos, by uh, the way. Thank you. That's how I discovered your page. One of those came across and I'm like, this guy is fucking awesome. <laughs> Follow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I found you. I found you before I get to my Deftone story. I found you um, because this guy was fighting me in my comments. And in order to win, mm. the, in order to win the argument, he tagged me in yours. Yes. And I went over and it was about Radiohead. And this guy, this fucking dick, whoever you are, <laughs> he's, he's like 10 years older than me. And he was like just goading me. And he kept saying, I was talking about Radiohead and how they went to another planet. Like the, all their music, like during the 90s and the early 90s was just rock and alternative. Yes. And then they just like left Earth and they became this ethereal, like otherworldly alien band. And that was my point. And he was saying like, you're wrong, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. Earth, you're talking out of your ass. You're a pretentious piece of shit. He's saying all this stuff to me. And he tags me in a video of yours talking about Radiohead. Yeah. And he goes, see? And I was like, I watched your video and I go, he's saying exactly what yeah. I am saying. And so I started bickering with this dude on your page and I was like, oh, this guy seems really nice and I like his stuff. I like went through and I started watching. I was like, oh, he's awesome and he knows all of his stuff. And I was like, I know this name, Kicking Herald. And so I wrote you and yeah. I was like, I was like, dude. I'm arguing on your page with this dipshit. I, I remember that. And that was great. I really like your stuff. I want to explain myself. And then we became friends. Yeah. But um, neither here nor there. So I, I, I wanted to make this <laughs> Deftones video. And I my own summer shove it was the first one that I heard. I remember 97, I was watching Headbangers Ball. I actually don't remember uh, ever hearing anything off Adrenaline because I think it was small. And I was growing up in Oklahoma, so the only thing I'm going to see is if it gets yeah. MTV play or if it makes it to some radio station where I'm at. So I saw the video, and it's the sharks. That's mm. that video. He's mm -hmm. standing on cages, and there's sharks in the ocean. For six months now, I've been like, how do I recreate <laughs> me standing on shark cages for the Deftones video? And then I just gave up, and I was like, I'm just going to communicate the emotion that I felt when he screams. That's that's the best yeah, I could do. It's I killer. Like, I was like dragons. Are those the kind of videos that blew you up? Was that when you yeah. started doing the back and forth, like yeah. talking to yourself and yeah. your friend, like, check that's, this out, dude? And yeah, I, I wasn't that's brilliant. I, well, thank you. I, yeah. what, that's this back to our first part of the conversation was um, when I started making TikToks, I was just clowning around like I usually do. And my wife even told me, she said um, I was publishing some old vines. And she's, vines. yeah, vines back in the day of vines. And my MySpace goes, page. Yeah, right. My MySpace, my Facebook, my vines. She was saying, she goes, there's this huge difference in your behavior on the vines as to now because she goes, there's this desperation in your vines. Like, notice me, notice me, see mm. me. Because like I talked to you about, like I wanted it. I was, please, I want to be mm -hmm. a famous entertainer. And and so when I got TikTok, I was, I think I started out kind of goofing around doing that kind of stuff. And then when I made the video thing, there was no intention behind it of like, this is going to be a thing. The, the first thing I did was Nirvana and it was just literally came from like, a, oh, this is this is how I remember it. It just came from that sincere place and that it blew up. And yeah. then I was like, let's just have fun with this format. And you keep doing it. Yeah, I just keep doing it. Yeah. So but it's incredible. I mean, if there's a musician out there right now, if I could if any if anyone is a musician, get on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of resistance. Everyone's like, it's a dance app. It's kids. Like, it, it is the only place to be right now. And it really is. And it's the only place that has free reign to get to people without paying. It is. It is a remarkable thing. Which I thing. hope doesn't change. Yeah, I hope I hope not either. And yeah. and it is one of those things that I was very resistant. Were you resistant when, when to, to make one at first? I was. Uh, I wasn't resistant. My wife got me into it. Okay. She found it during the pandemic. She's like, have you seen this app? I yeah. can't stop watching these videos. They're so funny. So yeah. we did, we joined and then started watching them just like a fan. Yeah. Just kind of checking stuff out. And then I was, I said, okay, you know, I'm, 
technically in the music business, you know, even though <laughs> is, there, are, is there a business? You are in so, the music business. So I should register my name. So I, I had my own page under my name that I never put anything on. Yeah. I just watched. But now everybody know. knows so they can go check out his private account. No, I'm just kidding. There's, it just says, it says Sea Kicking Herald. But that's oh, all it says. oh, does it really? Yeah, it's, it was the one I started to watch. And then I made the Kicking Herald one. And I spent about, I've only been on there a year. So I probably yeah. spent six months just doing the normal thing of, Here's you know here's my thing here's my album here's you know yeah, here's yeah. here's a, maybe a stupid funny thing and then one day this kid have you seen this the account of the guy the kid who's like he's got to be eighteen he's got blonde spiky hair and he's got like a really colorful background then he always talks about metal and punk and he's he's and he he always blows up he's I think huge. I think I've seen his yeah. stuff but I'm not I I don't know if I follow him and he he did a video and all he said was what do you consider classic rock yeah and he was wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt yeah. And I just went on there and said, oh, I know about this. And so I stitched him. It was my very first stitch. And yeah. I said, you know, I think it's, you know, technically it's, it's just a slang term for 70s rock with a little bit of late 60s, a little bit of early 80s. And that's what it is. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I said, and by the way, your shirt, Guns, Guns N' Roses, they were, you know, technically a glam metal band from the 80s. Yeah. And everyone was like, glam? They're <laughs> glam. And, and then once I started happy and I started like you, I was like, yeah, they're fucking glam. And I start arguing with people. I'm all, I'm all, look at this picture. You know, yeah, yeah, you know like, yeah, here, look yeah. at, because the, they were. Oh, I mean, totally. Yeah, totally. And, yeah. But people will not allow them to be that. Like, they yeah. were rock. They were never glam. It's like, no, they were. And then they evolved. Like, they everybody. evolved. Yeah. They evolved. The, the early <laughs> pictures, go look at uh, Axl Rose's hair in the um, uh, Welcome to the Jungle video. It's bouffant, it, big huge. Yeah, totally. Hair. And I think it's fine. They were like they were the best glam band. Totally. If you totally. want to talk about They're, it. But, they just yeah. had chops. They were just really good Incredible. musicians. And Slash tried out for Poison. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have been in Poison. You know, totally. so everyone was just interchangeable back then. No one cared. It's yeah. like that was just the fashion. Yeah, it was the Sunset Strip yeah. music scene, right? Yeah. But to my <laughs> point about the TikTok, they, I did this one and then I started arguing and I got more response than I've ever had on anything. Yeah. And it just clicked. I said, oh, they want to talk about music. I know all about music. Yeah, you so, do. So then I just, well, that's like, it's a humble brag. I don't really, but. I, no, but be, you know a lot. Like, you know more than I do in a lot of ways. Like, I. I, I think I, the same thing when I listen to your videos. I'm like, he knows everything about alternative. I don't know about alternative. Oh, no, man. You, we're, I mean, here's the thing. And, and and Josh, my wonderful producer, you know, we, we talk all. Josh. The, we all, all the time talk about there's this enormous amount of pressure on TikTok. Once you become a guy on a subject, is that people are constantly throwing bands and musicians at me and they're like you've never heard of it literally like like I, I i literally somebody said to me just recently i did this video and they said or like um dispatch with the song the general and i was like i don't know what that is and i looked it up and there were 65 million listens on spotify and it was this huge boston band and i was like i've ne i've literally never heard this song i never heard band either. name ever in my life and yet when you put yourself out there as that person, yeah. people just expect, they're like, well, what do you think of this album? What do you think of this band? And you're like, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep up with all of them. I look at it as a fun thing because then it gives it you fun. things to explore. It, uh, it does. All, all you have to do is say, look, I talk about what I like and what I know. Totally. You know, I don't talk about everything. I'm yeah. not, you know, Kurt Loder or, yeah, or yeah, Eddie yeah, Trunk. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I've met Eddie. It's like you don't want to get in a battle of music knowledge with him. Yeah. He, he's like the master. Oh, the master. Yeah. Absolute yeah. master. But um, so I just, I just figured that out. And then once I started doing the let's talk about the bands or then little, you know, yeah. and, and I figured out that people love the questions. Yeah, love to be engaged, and I don't just ask them and run away. Like I ask them and then I talk to them, and, yeah. and they they make me laugh. And yeah, it's a really fun thing. I mean, it's it's the most fun I've had in a long time. With it something. is really fun. You, yeah. you do a very bold series, a very bold series, I must say. And you know I'm <laughs> going to say it's called The Worst Song on the Album or whatever. The worst, worst Song, Best Album. Worst Song, Best Album, which is the idea is you're not saying that the song, and this is like what's so funny about the TikTok audience. It's like some things just don't get into their heads. Mm. You keep saying, I'm not saying it's a bad song. Yes. I'm just saying, I do a my disclaimer. You have to say it every time because every nobody time. gets it, which is you say, I'm not saying it's the best, though a bad song. It could be a great song, but 
but I'm, what I'm saying is it's the worst song on the best album. Like, what is the lowest ranked song on this awesome kick-ass yeah, like, legendary record? What song do you like the least? And, yes. or what would you get rid of? That's all it is. And it's like you pissed on somebody's fucking head. Totally. Every I, time I see them, I go, I go, people must be losing their minds because you're talking about Metallica. You're talking about these bands and you're saying the song and they're going, that's a great song. And you're like, oh, I know. I named my child after that song. That's the one I get like, and, oh my God. And you're like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that if you were to rank one out of 10, what's the, what's the, the lowest ranking yeah. one? What's 10? And it's super fun conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I, I take it seriously. I did one today uh, for Purple. Did you? Yeah. And I, I haven't seen that one yet. I picked Pretty Penny. There you go. Because it's the oddball, not because it's not the best song, because right. all the rest of them are produced and they flow. And then that one's just right. like a little acoustic number, like Paul Total. McCartney did it. And yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. fit. Like it should be on another album. And I'm sure people were like, Pretty Penny is the best fucking. <laughs> Dude, Pretty Penny would have been perfect for tiny music. Yes. Oh, right? 100%. Perfect. 100%. But I don't know if you know this, but when I did the Metallica one. Uh huh. I, I'm a huge fan of Metallica. Me too. Master of Puppets is my favorite album. My favorite album as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we're on the same page. And But I did not know that Orion is considered like the the homage to Cliff. I didn't know I that. don't think I knew that, but now that you say it, I'm like, okay, I feel like that's been said before So when I did the video, that's what I picked. As the, because Orion. it was the instrumental, instrumental. And to me, I always skipped it. Yeah, like, like I like it, but after about a, a minute, I'm yeah. like, it's it's the same thing over and over again, and then it's got the middle breakdown, yeah. and that's where he plays the bass by himself. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I and people were like, "How dare you?" Yeah. How dare you? Not only that, Metallica commented. They did not. Yeah, with an angry emoji. <gasps> Metallica's account, and everyone's like, "It's Lars. He hates you now." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all the all the oh, Lar- all this. the Lars hate comes in. You know? Oh God! And I have nothing but love for all of them. Oh yeah, for Especially, sure. I mean, can you imagine being in their shoes? Oh, and yeah. Even Lars, I think yeah. he's a, he's a total awesome character, and yeah. just like I mean, him and Hetfield basically built that band. I mean, oh, they arranged, the arranged all the songs, wrote yeah, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't write everything, but yeah, they it wouldn't be Metallica without him, without those guys, without the yeah. Meta Militia tape. Yeah, like, yeah, he did that for them. Yeah, but they just one. I milked that emoji thing for so long. I'm like, oh. Lars is mad at me. Look at this. Everyone's like, oh my God. And then everyone's like, it's an intern. I'm like, I know it's an intern, but I like to think of Lars going there. Oh, fuck you, Orion. And then about a week or so later, an article came across my feed on on Google. Lars Ulrich talks about the merits of Orion in this magazine. I'm like, I told my wife, he's doing that because of me. He is. He is. He did that. He did that you article. Could, he, I upset him. You, I can, I'm going to tell your, you, you can tell your <laughs> wife that you, you're not even joking around because here's what I know as a fact. I was joking and I don't want to get in a pissing match with one of my heroes, but no, it's Lars, fucking funny. Lars, we're throwing down the glove. You come on the Waterproof Records and you have it out with Tim right now. No, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> when people comment on mine and yes. they, they have the blue checks and I say, I'm so excited and I get the people that, that I say, yeah. that I say, I can't believe this band and they go, it's an intern, settle down. Right. Sure. Maybe. But guess what I've learned along the way? The intern usually has conversations with the artist and that artist usually has some say or input into this. And I that's how I got connected with the Smashing Pumpkins. That's how I met them, because I got a comment from from an account and it very well might have been a member of the band. And that's the thing is that people are all so quick to discount it and you go you do understand that these people work in tandem with the artist and yeah. usually have conversations and with it's them. their account yeah yeah like it's their you account think they're not they don't have the, access to you, it you think that they don't worry a little bit about like yeah. what is this person saying that i'm saying right yes. yeah. they, they do worry yeah. about that kind of stuff. and i have no illusions that he has any idea who i am or who yeah. kicking herald is yeah. but what i wanted to ask him if i ever could yeah. lars lars if you're listening if, if i could ask him okay fine o- orion is not the worst song on the best album yeah if you put that in there, what's the other one you're going to take off? Right, right. Like, show me a show me a, a a worse song. And that's the point of the you know exercise. I mean? And then everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's this one." And then like, "No, that's the best one." There's no there's no answer. That's why I like doing the videos because it's a never ending loop of I like that better. I can't exactly. And people are like, <laughs> because music is subjective, and yeah. I've said this on everything, which is I'll make a video about something and they'll go da 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 is better, and I was like, to you, I know. I use, I use better all the time, yeah, too. It's a total trigger, yeah, but and you it's, got, it's fun. It, 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 you enjoy it. I don't lie. I'm too sensitive. Well, I want Because my, my goal <laughs> my goal on this page, which is a very humble little page, yeah. is to just 
get people engaged and talk about stuff. Cause yeah, like I yeah. want it, like I say, I'm Tim from kicking Harold. Let's talk about rock metal and grunge. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked rock metal and grunge is because kicking Harold has elements of all three of those things. Cause Absolutely. I was a rock yeah. kid in the seventies and then I was a metal kid in the eighties and yeah. then I became a grunge guy. Yeah. So I like, I'm not like one of those people that cut it off and said, fuck Kurt Cobain. It killed yeah. my music. I'm yeah. like, no, this is just as good, but it doesn't mean I still don't love, right. You know, rat. Right, you know, you know right. like I'll fucking put There's on Wanted Man. <laughs> yeah. I'll put on Wanted Man and just be like, and love it just as much as Nevermind. You know, so, yeah, it all has a place. Yeah. It yeah. all has a place. There's always a time for these different styles of music. But you're you're braver than I am because I I am definitely one of these people that um, when people start coming and really get, getting after me on something, I'm like, I shouldn't have made this video because I it makes me feel so uneasy. I'm just such a I'm I'm such a um, it's a little weird. I'm a good times guy, and so that's always been me. I'm like I'm like let's just all get along. Like yeah. I, I I really struggle yeah. with anything that's that's uh, controversial. <laughs> I do too, but when, I mean when it's when you're talking about stuff like that, it's just yeah. funny. And I, I always you know tell them like. Yeah. This is why, you know, yeah. we're just having fun here. And if and, and this platform is lovely because it's like if someone's a dick, you just block them. Yeah, I know. You I never know. argue with them. Like you can tell the difference between someone who's a true fan that just is upset yeah. and they want to talk about it or someone who's just a troll. That's true. Trolls That's are true. just assholes. And it, sometimes it's bots. And you yeah, know it's it. bots and you yeah. don't know it. And, and, and I've, I've learned that as I've gone on, which is I used to take too many of them to heart. And then I realized it was like. I can just block or delete anything that is like really shitty. I'm like, yeah. that, this is my page. I get to do what I want here. Yeah. So fuck off. <laughs> and you can even do it with accounts you just stumble on. Like if yeah. someone's on there and it comes into your feed and you're like, I hate this person or I hate this this like vibe. Yeah. Block it. Block it. Yeah. yeah it's not like you're mad at them. Yeah. It's just, but I don't, it's like, I don't need. It. I don't need it. I don't yeah. need it in my life. Yeah. Well, I've kept you here already for a good amount of time, but I, I wanted to know: is there anything else? Um, are there any opportunities that we're going to get to see you like play some of your music live? Do you think you'll yeah. have that come up soon? Yeah, that's okay. that's been my next goal. Okay, I want to come see you play, man. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd love that. I'd yeah. love that. That'd be an honor. Yeah. So th- the band's been kind of in mothballs, which has been the history of Kicking Herald. I've sure. gone up and down. Like yeah. it'll be a cycle of an album, and then I'll go off and produce stuff or work on side projects. But yeah, now it's it's been my main focus for a while, and. Because the pandemic's over, I'm because of you. I found a rehearsal studio. I'm going to start jamming at. Yes, I so went we, there, and they knew about your band. Yeah, Temple uh, of the Dads. They they have be, we befriended them there, and yeah. now they're they're big fans. So yeah, so my my process is I go when I want to rehearse. Yeah. So I'm not one of these musicians that wants to play. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like yeah. there's guys that want to jam. Like I totally. I, I want to be like prepared. I'm like I gotta I gotta know everything. I gotta have all my parts down. Sure. So I'll go in with my just me and my guitar and my stand of my lyrics and try to remember everything. Yeah. You know, like and try to remember the bridges because they go first. Totally. And, and I'll work all the songs back up, and then when I'm ready, I'll get a drummer and a bass player, and nice. we'll get going. Uh, I I gotta come see you, so you gotta keep me in the loop about that. Of but course. now now we're now we're buddies, best so. friends, best friends, best friends. <laughs> and I want to come over. Like I'd love to come over and like like like. I don't know, play guitar with you sometime. I'd like to like jam with you or like, or like lay down. Like I want to hear a riff that I write with the tone that you have. You know, I, I get, I want to all... do that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I want to do, do that. that. Like yeah. I, I just, I just want to hear it. You don't have to do anything other than I just, I listen to your riffs on the albums and I'm like, I want to, I want to hear what it sounds like for my guitar to sound like that. Yeah. So someday. Well, you know, you know what they say? Like it's all in the fingers. It's yeah. like, it's not the amps. Yeah, it's true. Cause the, the, the old story is, uh, I think Van Halen was opening for Ted no- Ted Nugent. Uh-huh. Do you know this one? No, I don't know this story. He was opening for Ted Nugent, and Ted was watching this going, holy hell. Yeah, I bet. And then Ted was like, can I play it through your rig? And Eddie was like, yeah, of course, you're Ted Nugent. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And he he gave Ted his guitar. So the picture of Ted Nugent with his guitar on, which yeah. is just weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they they said Ed uh, Ted got up there and played an A chord, and the, it just sounded like Ted. Nothing yeah. like Eddie. Just, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the tone, there's little variations, but like it's how yeah. you hit it, it's how you mute it, it's how you play yeah. your riffs. It's your and, style. Yeah, and yeah. and there's only, like a Marshall's got like three knobs. Yeah. It's a little yeah. brighter, a little yeah. darker. I mean, basically all you do is just crank it all the way up and hope you have a good head that sounds good. Yeah. If not, you buy another one. Well, in, in listening to your music, there's the Tim David Kelly sound. Hey. There is. Thanks, man. There is. Thank I, you. I, I, can, I can hear it. I'm like, I those riffs, that, that tone, you've got your own tone. <laughs> 
You got your own tone. I got a tone. You got a tone, baby. I got a tone. Um, And then, yeah, I guess they can check you out. Just check out Kicking Herald. Uh, Yeah, kickingherald.com is the hub for everything. And you're on on Twitter. You're on Instagram. You're on uh, um, TikTok. You're on all those platforms. Yeah, I'm on all the platforms. I I really only post on TikTok. TikTok is where it's at. All the other ones have become just kind of like not dead platforms to me, but, but it's just like that's where I post if something's going on, like if an album's coming out or if there's yeah. a if there's a gig or yeah. I'll put it on everything. Awesome. And and there there's a lot of gurus that say you should transplant from there to everywhere, but I'm just having fun there. I just want to do that and I I actually put in my header on all of them, you know, I'm on t- if you need me I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Head over there. Yeah. And, and everybody knows now. So yeah. it's like it's not like a year ago it was like what? Yeah. Right. Yeah, now yeah. now they're like, "Oh shit, I got to get going." And that you'll see new people all the time coming yeah. on there. Yeah. Trying to build their audience. I know. I'm glad we got in a little earlier. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like once Saturday Night Live started making sketches revolved around TikToks, I was like, I'm glad I got in before this. Because now it's incredible. like everybody. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like now it's become everybody's getting a TikTok. Everybody's making one. And they're all hoping to, you know, blow up and go viral. And it's like, you know, it's still possible. And that's what's great. Anybody could go viral on it. But yeah. it's uh, it's kind of I'm glad we got in when we did. Yeah, me too. And I like that I still see there's it's it's steady growth. Like yeah. if you're doing what you do and people connect, it's like yeah. it just kind of goes up, 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 up. And yeah. there's no, I don't know if the days of I had one video and you have five hundred thousand people are gone or not. Yeah, I mean, that was happening early on where it's just like someone would just boom, yeah, have a million people watching. It's them. less. It's less for yeah. me too. Like it seems much more gradual because I feel like the people who found me were the people that were gonna find me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what it feels like. And yeah. If I'm spreading past that, it's because I touch on something that's maybe a little bit outside of what I do, and that's where I'm getting new. Um, but I don't see the same level of like, oh, this thing just went bananas. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm just having fun yeah. making stuff like it's you just are. a good platform. A it's good like platform. we have our own TV shows. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I always wanted one. <laughs> I always wanted one. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, I got it. We got it. Well, I'm so glad. Thank you for coming. To, Thank you for having uh, me. to Believe Limited on uh, Waterproof Records, and uh, I'm just so glad to uh, be friends with you, besties. Now. And uh, thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of Waterproof Records with Jacob Gibbons. I've been joined by Tim David Kelly, Kicking Herald. So go check out his music. Um, It's really great stuff. And we're just happy that uh, you joined us. And make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. I can't do this without you guys. So uh, spread the word. Uh, Say, you know, if you've ever wanted to hear the greatest music podcast of all time, you need to check out this one. Yeah. We're going to do a TikTok after this is done. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. See you next time. Thank you.